0: Hi, I'm Hugh. I'm a copywriter, zine maker, and aspiring inventor.
1: Hi, I'm Martin. I'm an animator, zine maker, and aspiring
0: inventor. Welcome to the Shark Dank Podcast.
1: Welcome to the eighth. Ep- oh, fuck. Yo, dude, this is awesome shit. Wow. No
0: one got it. Okay. He's a third member of the podcast. Like, he's, we just have yeah. to treat it as if there's a third person in the room the whole time. Okay, I'm going to try again.
1: Welcome to the eighth and final episode of the Shark Dang podcast. Hello. Um, in the previous episode, I pitched my um, Barton's series recommender subliminal self help audio tapes pitch to Hugh, which has since been pivoted to an ASMR uh, company. Uh, Hugh, how did you feel that went?
0: I I felt a bit bad because obviously you had the the best intentions going in. I, I but realistically and retrospectively, it was the the loosest concept in terms of a viable business plan, which is, you know, why we come together each week. Jokes, not every week, but. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're just moving on to a writer. Um.
1: Look, I mean. We can rename this Fussy Errata because Hugh did mention, you know, tapes are 40 minutes each. And though m- m- most tapes were like 60 each, you know, maybe 30 each. You did get 40-minute tapes each. And even though I did say there were six seasons of Kids in the Hall, even though there were technically five, the spin-off show Death Comes to Town is actually labeled Kids in the Hall, colon, Death Comes to Town. So they're not really Errata. And we've treated ourselves. Yes. Basically, I've made it so that I could dog-sit my friend's
0: boss's jack russell jack russell terrier it's not your average jack russell it's it's the long-haired jack russell with the long legs yeah and i didn't got know a, this one existed so it's yeah, got an ran. original tail as well so this is this is a, like a purist stream like this Uncut. is the jack russell that gets entered into dog shows it's not like those chubby ones that you see in like old ladies apartments Oh, you
1: can hear him pitter-patter on the floor
0: yeah so as, as he's going to be a guest you might hear him come in and out and you've you've called him leo not his original name hugo because it's a bit close to Hugh. uh yeah uh, there can only be one hugh related name on the show and uh, i accidentally called him leo because we were watching the bachelorette last night and there's a character called leo he's got long legs he got left on the beach spoilers (laughs) sorry (laughs) hugo do you want to come back up Yes, as I said, he's a Come beautiful point. specimen. He's going to be um, not on the mic necessarily, but he, giving us personal strength. We, As you said, it's a reward for our accurate uh, business pitching.
1: All right, well, um, we he just want A little okay. sigh okay. <laughs> <laughs> of resignation. That's his way of saying, but you digress. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we just want to explain uh, the, how this, this finale is going to work. Um, we're not going to go into as much detail or tangents with the ideas and um, the stars we're going to give on miniature stars. What I've suggested is, because this is like a small shark dank, I, I looked up what a baby shark is and it's apparently called a pup,
0: which was correct. Seemed too good to be true. But yeah, I just think we could name them pup stars. And don't feel like you're being cheated because this isn't a mini episode. This is actually a bonanza because we're piling six high-quality ideas that weren't <laughs> worth <laughs> being full episodes It might be into twice them. as long as a traditional episode, but we'll see. Yeah. So mini-pictures, uh, fast-paced, and not full star ratings, but pup stars. And there's a dog present. Yeah. So yeah, all that explained, Hugh. Are you ready to jump into the pup dank? Yes, please. Let's go. Hello, my name is Hugh. In times gone by... The greatest and most entertaining music groups inspired cover bands to create dedicated tribute acts that people could enjoy when the original artists were not accessible. EDM DJs have become immensely popular over the last 10 years, with massive demand for bookings at festivals and clubs the world over. The live set lists of DJs are easily replicated with laptops being used as a standard tool of the trade. As DJs, their faces are not easily recognizable, especially from the distance of a stage. I would like to create a covered DJ booking agency to assist with the demand of the world's top DJ talent. Music festivals and clubs would be able to book a world-class musical experience for their audiences without paying a premium price. Thank you. Do you have any questions? So... You're an agency that's
1: upfront about the DJs being impersonators. Wait, well, Hugo, come back, dude. Come back. Up. Up. Hugo, up. Um, sorry. Uh, you're upfront about these DJs being impersonators or
0: imposters. So, as an agency, we would be working with the festival organizers and the club owners. So, we would be very transparent about being a cover DJ booking agency. It would be up to the festival organizers and the club DJs to make that transparent to their prospective audiences. I mean, you know, these, these premium DJs are like already booked until 2021. They're, they're, they've, they've got their hands full. They're not losing out because of these bookings. And the audience are getting a premium music experience because the people I'm going to be bringing in to impersonate <laughs> the, <laughs> the original acts, they're going to be, you know, performers. They're going to do the whole like, Throwing like a uh, cake in people's face and like stage diving and like pumping their fists when the, the, the big songs drop. I imagine you're changing the name somewhat to make it not. Yeah, as... we would we wouldn't be able to have them perform under the same name. I think that would be definitely unfair and illegal and bring lawsuits immediately. Okay. But we, we we will have all the heavy hitters. Um, we'll have uh the Chain Tokers, uh Skrillex. Wait, who's Chain Tokers? It's What's the, the Chain energy? Smokers. Is that a DJ? I, th- I don't. No one knows what they do, but they've released like the biggest songs in the world of the last three okay. years <laughs> with Haisley, which no one knows who that person is either. Oh, so what was the second one you said? Uh, Skrillax. <coughs> and then uh, Kevin Harris, which is Calvin Harris. Uh, Deathmouse. Mouse, mouse spelled all fucked up? No, no, no. Just just death uh, dash mouse. <laughs> uh, David Getter. Uh, the surname is G-E-T-T-A. Okay. Uh, Steve Oakley, which is... Like I was Ioki. hoping you said Oakley.
1: Okay. <laughs> what happens when Steve Oakley stage dives and then someone tears his wig off and then realizes it's not Steve Oakley? <laughs> no wigs. Original hair only. Original hair only. That's going to be part of the casting uh, flyer that I hand out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, there are people who are stand-ins for actors. Um, I remember, gosh, when I was like eighteen, I was an extra on Lord of War, and the stand-in for Nicholas Cage, we were all convinced was Nicholas Cage, <laughs> but like you knew it wasn't Nicholas Cage because he actually looked you in the eye, and you were allowed to talk to him. <laughs> and I have actually there's a lot of, uh, I guess DJ people who are like, hey, you look so much like Calvin Harris, yeah, and then they're like, oh, too bad he's not an actor yet, and now you've 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 filled that gap in the market by you know. So the only constructive thing I could suggest is um, maybe you could you could sign like sort of NDA deals with the with the DJs because I'm sure these DJs would appreciate you know maybe the pressure of playing Coachella or Ibiza or whatever maybe is a bit much for them and they maybe want to go back to their roots you know. Maybe play like a bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah, like a wedding at the Mount Nelson or...
0: I only knew those are two different things fairly recently. It's pretty embarrassing. I thought all of them were bar mitzvahs. Really? Yeah. If you um, guys listen very carefully, you might be able to hear some teeth chattering of... Uh, that's... Um, oh, that's good stuff. That's that's Hugo biting his upper thigh.
1: Yeah, he was licking the left back thigh and now he's working the right. This is not good podcast fodder though, because it's a visual gag. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah... Um, so that's the only thing I can think of, you know, just to take the pressure off, especially if they want to try out new songs in their set list, you know, playing those big gigs are not always the best time to do that. And if it goes pear-shaped, they can just say, you know, well, it was actually my impersonator. It wasn't actually me.
0: Yeah. And I'm thinking the more transparent I am with the actual DJs I'm impersonating, if I let them know up front when I start the agency that this is what's happening, they'll be much less likely to try and close my business down immediately or <laughs> yes. sue me for money which will be a
1: good oh he's getting off um yeah, so i think i'm ready for your first pup dank rating okay where are you going boy um i love the idea i want to see it happen um i used to do a lot of wedding djing and there were times where I wish I could have an impersonator of myself to try out songs that I actually want to play and then blame the impersonator, not myself. <laughs> Hugh is now holding uh, Leo up. That was a kiss. Uh, Hugh, for that reason, I'm going to award you 4.20 Pup
0: Stars out of 5. Thank you very much. I accept. Good start. Martin, are you ready to go into the Pup Tank? I am. Hello?
1: My name is Martin. The pine nut, or as it's affectionately known, nut gold, is one of the core ingredients in the production of pesto. Unfortunately, due to the low supply and high demand of pine nuts, a retail cost of 1,200 rand per kilogram makes them unaffordable for many first and second generation South African Italians. As a result, children have been given the task of unshelling the nut gold from their hard outer casing using the crude method of cracking them open with a half brick or quarter brick. With the weight of the half brick often proving too much, leaving the nuts smooshed, the weight of the quarter brick often proving too little, leaving the nuts still unshelled, and the starting price of commercial pine nut shelling machines beginning at 7,000 Rand, there is a gap in the market for something to combine all these things. I plan to combine all these things by creating an affordable, ergonomically designed 3 eighths brick, Ideal for pine nut shelling. Thank you. Do you have any questions?
0: Uh, I love this idea already. It would be useful to maybe touch on some some origin stories here. I grew up in Takai, deep south. Pine nut country. And no shortage of pine cones. But I lived close to a forest where squirrels ate all of the pine nuts. And they would often drop pine cones from like high up onto you, like as like a get the fuck out of our territory kind of <laughs> thing. So I I don't have a I don't have as much of a direct connection with uh, pine nutting. Yeah, but uh, I know that it's in in Cape Town specifically. It is quite a tradition for children to uh, smash pine nuts with a half brick.
1: Well, yeah, as I maybe was alluding to in my pitch, um, a big part of my childhood was spent uh, at the bottom of my garden uh unshelling pine nuts so my parents could make pesto um and unfortunately you know because you know the only tools available to me were the half brick and quarter brick uh as i mentioned you know the half brick would often prove too heavy and the nut would get completely smushed and then the quarter brick would prove too light so like the nut would still be unshelled um my my yield was never as good as it could have been
0: so so what you're going for is Essentially, the the ball of of uh, pine nut crackers, where you're taking something that exists already as an, an an industrial pine nut sheller and bringing it to the home.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: So it's just a three eighths
1: brick. The ergonomic design will basically use um, gum guard technology, where like you put it in boiling water, the end, and then you put your hand on top of the <laughs> br- <a> brick. <laughs> And then it perfectly molds to your hand. Because another big issue that's, is sometimes that's bricks bricks become uh, malleable after you put well, them in water. Well, no, no, it's all it's like a brick, but then just the end where you hold it has the gum guard technology. So, like, it's softer than a brick, and and also gives you a good grip. Because like a a big concern of mine was always you know the brick slipping out my hand and accidentally hitting my dog. But that wouldn't be an option because of the rubbery grip. Plus, your hand won't be bruised for like four days afterwards because you spent the whole weekend uh, smashing pine nuts with a brick.
0: Great. Uh, I love the idea. Uh, are you ready to get your, your pup stars? I'm uh, ready. Is he asleep? Yeah. Wow. You're getting a, a 4.6 for this. 4.6 pup stars. All right. Thank you very much. Dog will let you know if it needs to pee, right? Yeah. Hugo, come.
1: Should sure, maybe put him here. He
0: Hugh, are you ready to get back into
1: the pup dank?
0: Yeah, round two, let's go. Hello, my name is Hugh. The topic of contraception has become increasingly less taboo and sexual partners are looking for innovative and fun ways to enhance their sex lives. Foodie culture is becoming more and more prevalent in popular culture with the help of MasterChef Australia, the Great British Bake Off and Ainsley Harriet's long-running Ready Steady Cook. I plan to combine all these things and make a series of gourmet flavoured condoms and personal lubricants for modern lovers. Flavours would include pomegranate, 78% cocoa chocolate and crayfish. Thank you. Do you have any questions? Are those those your core flavours or do you have other ideas in mind? Those those were the things that uh, were top of mind at the time, but I think we would probably bring in some some external consultants. I, I don't know if you if you have any ideas because I haven't fleshed it out as much as I could. I could present maybe twenty ideas, but I would need a, a week to sort of. But so far, you're working with seventy eight percent chocolate. Yeah. Crayfish. Yeah.
1: And the other one.
0: Uh, pomegranate. pomegranate. So, so they're they're not your everyday flavors. Like I want to move away from like the grape and strawberry. Why do
1: you think Lindt made a seventy eight percent chocolate? Because I think they've made
0: every single other one.
1: I've, I think I've think We did we see like a ninety five percent the other day? Yeah, there's ninety five. The I'm just trying to think what they're trying to because there's there's
0: eighty five percent. I've seen seventy. Yeah, so uh, seventy and then it goes eighty five, or is there an eighty? I think they've just done every single percentage now. But why seventy eight? That's the perfect balance. It would need to be half of 75 and 80. They probably did a tasting with every single percentage and some chocolatier went along the line and he decided that's where we need to stop. And that's where your flavor for chocolate needs to stop as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, all credit to Lint for finding that perfect balance, but I'm just going to appropriate it for my (laughs) chocolate-flavored lubricant. (laughs) Yeah, you asked if I had suggestions. Um, I'm all about
1: that umami. If you could maybe put in like a, a porcini mushroom. <laughs> How good was that pasta we made? Was was? Yes, it yeah. was delicious. Uh, truffles. Yeah. White and black truffle. That could work. Um, maybe like a wasabi edge. Don't know if wasabi's gonna going to go down. And it won't be hot like wasabi. It'll be like those wasabi flavored
0: chips and that sort of thing. Okay. So there's a so bit not of bite too, to Not it, too much but bite, but a hint. Master Polia, will, will these condoms also smell like the flavors? Obviously. I mean, it's basically creating an oil infusion and then that essentially would become the personal lubricant that would be either in a bottle or mixed into the production of the condoms. Well,
1: I guess if we could just move on to the problematic questions, and I think, I'm not sure if this is one really, but if it does smell like the flavor, how, how strong is it going to be? Like, will it linger for a few days? are you going to regret the crayfish the morning after
0: yeah it's it's all about living in the moment and and just loving the experience as it happens uh the consequences afterwards are, again that's secondary that's that's the price you'll pay for the best sex you'll have in your entire life which is going to be our official slogan okay um
1: well constructive suggestions um i, I recently found out about this thing called benign masochism And it's basically trying to explain why we enjoy things that are punishing at first, but then like nice afterwards. So like chili is a good example, roller coasters. Things that make you feel alive. Yeah. But like (laughs) initially it's like, fuck. And then afterwards it's like, wow. And apparently it comes from the fact that your brain processes something as a threat. And then the euphoria um, afterwards of realizing it's not a threat makes you feel nice
0: so the logic is put yourself in a position of danger or non-safety and then the rush of not dying or getting hurt from it is in itself the reward so if you're a bmxer and you do a double flip on a dirt ramp and then you land it perfectly you get that sensation yeah it's like that rush and yeah. a lesser idea would be eating a hot chili or a hot curry <laughs> yeah. and then getting a, a rush from almost dying exactly from hotness and where i want to run with this is there's um
1: this cheese i'm fascinated by they sell it at a garden centers somehow it's called epois it's from france and it's apparently so stinky that it's been banned from public transportation in trains <laughs> and lorries if you could make an epois flavored condom both parties will be like fuck this is nasty and then like afterwards it'd be like, oh, it's over. Wow. So you combine that benign
0: masochistic. Yeah, I can imagine there could be someone out there who's not only looking for gourmet-flavoured yeah. condoms and lubricants, but gourmet-flavoured condoms and lubricants that will give them a little bit of pain and pleasure.
1: And as Freddie Mercury said, pain is so close to pleasure. There we go. Okay, cool. Well, I think I'm ready to give you your second rating. Sweet. Um, I love the idea. I think you're bringing a lot of distinction to traditional condom use and I think also really increase people um, uh, bagging it up, mm-hmm. which I think is what the world needs. There are a lot of people. Every day there's someone new. Yeah. Um, and for that reason, Hugh, I'm going to award you
0: 4.19 pup stars out of five. Has this got to do with the fact that the price point for these condoms is probably going to be around the 100 Rand mark? And the the lack of mass market appeal. Yes. Okay, I accept. Thank you, Martin. You ready to return to the pub? Sh- the pub tank. The <laughs> pub. I'm not going to get used to saying it in one episode. Yes, I am.
1: Hello, my name is Martin. One hundred and fifty-one thousand six hundred people pass away each day, leaving all of those behind to process the five stages of grief: denial anger, bargaining, depression, and finally, acceptance. For many people, the first step in this emotional pathway is the immediate posting of heartfelt tribute messages on social media, wherein the poster relays a personal anecdote about the deceased, whether they be a family member, friend, or celebrity they admire. With the emphasis on immediacy, the griever depends heavily on the speed in which the sad news reaches them, In the case of family members, friends, or celebrities they admire, the time in which such news travels is fairly instantaneous. But what happens when the celebrity is not traditionally famous enough that the news of their passing would travel as speedily, or at all? Using an algorithm, I plan to create a mobile app which allows its users to subscribe to C, D, and E-list celebrities that they admire, which will notify the user the moment they pass away. While also supplying them with a pre-prepared, customizable, heartfelt tribute message ready for immediate posting. Thank you. Do you have any questions?
0: Uh, I I do recognize the 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 need for this. I would imagine the logic would be that it would be incredibly personalized. So basically, it would pick up your particular interests or you could input your particular interests and then it would be able to give you a constant feed of dealist celebrities that are on their deathbeds.
1: Um, do you remember that week that Robin Williams passed away?
0: Y- yes.
1: There was that eel that also passed away, that Swedish eel that was like 150-something. And then you What went, a life. What a long life. Mm. Lived through many wars. And Two basically, I remember you you made a post about it, um, which I think was well Sorry, badly received, but you were just basically hammering on the point that, you know, why is this eel not getting any mention? And I guess that's the problem with celebrity culture and like the people that sort of valorizes. Robin Williams, obviously icon, but this eel was 150 something years old.
0: Yeah, like almost three times older than Robin Williams. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, yeah.
1: Um, So basically, we go back to 2014. If my app was around, you would have been able to follow the eel Then it would say... Bad news in Sweden is yeah, it's not feeling so good.
0: <laughs> I would pay
1: money for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's, it's a pretty solid idea. It's obviously a little bit morbid in terms of yeah, not everyone would want to know when their are like childhood heroes are moving on.
1: But is it not worse to know that they passed away like five months ago and you had no idea you didn't get to make a message?
0: Can you give me a little bit more detail about the, 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 the pre-post messages that it automates? So I think
1: it'll it'll recognize a lot of phrases that are commonly used in these messages. And this is where the algorithm does all the work. So it'll start off with like, just heard that or sad news today or can't believe what, just, what I saw. And then we'll move on to the next phrase. A huge icon in my life, um, a big uh, influence in my teenagerhood. One of the greatest r- underrated rappers ever. Uh, really unappreciated uh, comedian. And then we'll go on to has just died.
0: Okay, so you were just and then you were saw. just spitting out a, um, a phrase generator almost. Yeah, and then we'll also give
1: you various photos of the person, and then you post all that together.
0: Okay, I like it. Uh, Ready to move on to the rating? Yes. I'm going to give it a, a a 3.11 star rating. I think it's a little bit niche, a little bit morbid. I think you're going to struggle to get a critical mass of people to download this, but I do recognize its potential and its value. So 311 stars. that's uh, also my favorite uh, ska band. I was wondering what, um, what all, that was. All, all four members are still alive, okay. <laughs> but they—that's um, just a little. Uh... What have I told you?
1: All four members of 311 are followable on my app. Would that push it up to 312 or <laughs> 369? <laughs> 369. Yeah. Wait, what was Ray Mysterio saying?
0: 31369. One. Oh, 169. I don't want 169. <laughs> How about uh, 316? That's uh, 0.05 more.
1: Fuck fear, Drink beer. Yes. Okay, thank you very That's much. It's not in the
0: Bible. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Hugh, are you ready to get back into the pup deck? Yeah, my third and final pitch for the episode. Hello, my name is Hugh. As humans, we spend hours on the toilet every month, and up until now, that time has gone mostly wasted. The invention of the smartphone has become a useful tool in making the time spent more productive, but for people who will never be content sitting motionless staring blankly at a screen i have the answer dance dance revolution toilet edition allows users to make the most of their toilet breaks with a custom fitted toilet mat with bolts and pressure sensors to track their rhythmic footwork styles the toilet specific version aka dance dance poovolution will involve a downloadable mobile app that syncs with the mat via bluetooth the game will have full online functionality, allowing people to have head-to-head dance-offs with players. <laughs> Jesus, this is I'm gonna try to read it again. Um, the game will have full online functionality allowing for people to have <laughs> head-to-head dance-offs with players from around the world to compete for glory on an international leaderboard. I can't believe I wrote that. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have any questions?
1: Um, obviously I'm aware there's a massive gap in the markets, uh, when it comes to creating something for
0: consumers to do while they're using the toilet. I, th- I think it's something that people don't think about, but the potential is there. It's just a case of opening their eyes. Okay. Cause I mean, the only successful
1: ones I can think of, I mean, of all the entrepreneurs who've tried the Gary Larson books are quite big, but as far as activities go, yeah. There's like the toilet paper Sudoku, one where you put a mat of
0: magnetic fish and then you fish. Yeah, there's a there's a putt-putt one as well. There's a, there's a rich history of it. Yeah, I, you're way, I'm, okay. I'm just bringing it into 2018. So that's the market research you've done and you
1: feel this app is the way forward.
0: Yeah. And generally, the only places you'd be able to buy these things is like the Crazy Store or Cardi's, if Cardi's still around by the time we release this podcast. <laughs> okay. Maybe CNA, but you know yeah. they're they're classy. They're stationarists. Because I think where these these
1: entrepreneurs have found the most success are making fairly mindless uh, uh, cell phone games.
0: Where I don't know, like the what's it? Bubble? No, it's not bubble bubble.
1: What does Marion play?
0: Oh, that is Candy Crush. Candy Crush S- Soda Saga.
1: Yeah, so those sort of games where they're not like very mentally demanding, and then you know. You just play them whenever, but the toilet is the perfect time. But what strikes me as unique about your app is that it's it's upfront about the fact that you know this should only be played on the toilet.
0: It's the only place where you'd be able to play it.
1: Okay, that being clearer, then um, am I right to say that you're targeting consumers who enjoy, or at least know about Dance Dance Revolution, you know, possibly the most like physically engaging arcade game like ever made, but who are looking to supplement playing it through like a purely sedentary port of the game is that correct
0: so this is this is not necessarily for dance dance revolution hardcore fans this is for people who want to use that you know five to 20 minutes a day every single day of their lives to do something 20 minutes you know you can get you can just sometimes people do it for their mental health to just sit down in an isolated space and you know I find like my legs go
1: numb after like one minute.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's let's do the 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 five to ten minute mark. Now we well I suppose we're not going to do a rata for this, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next season. I don't know if there's any detailed uh, data out there. Oh, I've there. got
1: I've got the fix. My legs are only getting numb after one minute because I'm not dancing around like a maniac.
0: There we go. Okay. So this is basically an opportunity once every single day to work on something to improve on something and get very, very good at a very particular game that is not only physically engaging, but mentally engaging. I also will mention that the it would be ideal if the setup that you have would be played off loudspeakers, so then it could also double up as a Uh, A sound barrier for people who may have uh, louder pooping habits. With a sub underneath. (laughs) With a sub (laughs) in the bathtub. (laughs) Um,
1: I would personally really benefit from that. What I usually do is I run the tap very quickly, like the moment
0: there's a loud noise. Can't do that day zero. Are you just outing me on on SoundCloud? The primary cause of day zero was Martin (laughs) running a tap during his entire poo duration. (laughs) Uh, okay, well, I guess if we can get into
1: the specifics about how this thing works, can you talk me through what exactly the,
0: the user journey would look like? Like, what does the mat look like? Where do you place your feet? Okay, so so I want to keep it as true and as loyal to the original Dance Dance Revolution game as possible. So I'm going to use a lot of the original visuals, uh, playlists, and uh, game mechanisms in terms of the how how you rate your performance and everything. And then in terms of the mat, which I think a lot of people are trying to get their heads around, if you could imagine a grid of nine, as in the original Dance Dance Revolution arcade installation. But five is the center, which would be the bowl. No, okay. So, so you got one, if you can imagine, one is top left and we're going across and down. So it's one, two, three four, five, Five, six, six, and then seven's bottom left corner would be sort of slightly behind you in terms, and then we're losing eight completely. So if you think of a bath Uh, mat having that C shape, we lose eight, and then nine is also on the side. So seven and nine would be kind of like a sidestep kind of situation, and your resting foot position would be on four and six, if you're following. Okay.
1: And then how would the international competition work?
0: So if you've ever played a game like Quiz Up or any of these games that have... I was paid... number
1: one in South Africa for Simpsons. Humble brag. Yeah. So... And those fuckers, they started sending really rude messages after I beat them. They'd like used the C word and stuff. It got really horrible. I don't know why they put messaging in that thing.
0: Yeah, putting messaging in anything is a bad idea. So in my edition of Downstance Poovolution, there'll be no DMing. It'll just be like finding people who have recently sat down as you have... And challenging them to a three to five minute dance off winner takes all. You can build up your rankings uh, per territory. You can be the best dance dance per evolution in your country or city.
1: Okay. Well, I guess this leads on to a problematic issue I'm seeing here. You're making an app that is limited to being played on the toilet. And I'm worried if you're having a competitive edge or element to this, people will just start cheating and then putting them at, you know, at their office chair at work or, you know, um, I don't know, at a bench in a park where they're sitting and then, you know, getting false ratings and just getting too good. How are you going to moderate
0: that? I would say that to prevent the the cheating we would have a maximum of using it twice a day per day. So you'll be locked out if you play it more oh, than twice. Okay. Well I guess moving on to the constructive suggestions then.
1: Um might I suggest that you work with Dance Dance Revolution to sort of integrate your game with Dance Dance Revolution so that we can get people to patronize, you know, the, the the dying local arcades in this country. So you take your app, you you like scan it with a barcode at the Dance Dance Revolution thing after playing it for like 10 minutes and getting actual exercise, and then like it unlocks Easter eggs on your phone. So maybe you get a new skin for your bathroom. Like
0: you can get pink tiles. Maybe if if you're looking to revive the arcade industry, maybe as soon as you finished your daily round, it'll say, want more, head over to Grand West <laughs> exactly. and link up.
1: Think of how Pokemon Go, how that blew up getting people to walk around.
0: I mean that was If anything, this game is encouraging people to use use the, the potty once a day. For f- five to ten minutes. How many steps is that from <laughs> from the office to the toilet? I don't know. If that's okay.
1: uh, so yeah, those are my my two suggestions, and I think I'm ready to give you a rating. Yeah, ready. D- did you hear that little sigh? <laughs> what do you want to give for Leo? Blink for four point six nine stars. Keep your eyes open for four point twenty stars.
0: So
1: 4.20. 4.20 pop stars out
0: of 5. Thank you, Hugo and Martin. Leo. <laughs> Martin, are you ready for your third and final pitch? I am.
1: Hello, my name is Martin. In a world where everyone is constantly connected and reachable, people can easily lose sight of genuine experiences. Though it certainly carries numerous benefits, Today's smartphone functions as a permanent distraction from real life. We know we are capable of living without these devices and are aware of the benefits of not constantly checking them every few minutes. But how would we start to change that behaviour? Using an algorithm, I plan to create a mobile app which automatically puts your phone into airplane mode the moment you come within 5 meters of your friends. Thank you. Do you have any questions?
0: A uh, fairly simple idea. I can immediately see it's running concurrently with a lot of your other themes in terms of uh, living in the moment, etc. Yeah. Uh, are you ready for your rating? I'm ready. <laughs> uh, rock solid. Uh, four point six eight. Is that round upable to four point six nine? Give me Give me one good reason.
1: Um, it functions the best on Hawaii phones. H- Huawei. Huawei.
0: Which you have what do you say, leo? <laughs> uh point 4, 4. six nine pups thank you very much this dog has been so well behaved
1: he's been so
0: nice eh? and
1: I believe that's it for this final episode of the Shark dang podcast
0: sure what a what a journey, what a great way to end we 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 banged out six ideas, which is pretty much an entire season in the final episode yes. yeah. <laughs> Um, so if, if any of these six ideas, uh, catches your ear and you can see some real potential, don't be shy about, uh, DMing either Martin or Hugh or one of our, uh, Shark Tank specific accounts with, uh, your, your funding proposal, um, anything from, 10 uh, K to hundred K, just, just let, let us know. And we'll send you the, the EFT details. No, I'm getting like kind of
1: a sad like last day of school
0: feeling. Yeah, but we we we're, we're going to be on to the next one. We're always hustling.
1: Yeah, it's it's been quite a quite a fun journey for me trying to uh, find my shark persona. You know, obviously we are pitching quite ludicrous ideas, but you know, taken seriously there is some merit to them. Hugh, I don't know what what's your experience of this whole thing being?
0: What I've what I've learned is that these ideas are actually a little bit more real than we originally imagined when we were um building out a little word doc on, on Google, um, w- once these things are sort of fleshed out in the format, you can really see something like a pie world or a ball entering the, the market and being successful. I mean, if I've learned anything, it's algorithm, UI, um, and you've obviously learned how to create a, a formidable business plan that's, uh, economically viable. Yeah. Uh, So thank you so much for listening to the end of this podcast. And if you've made it through the whole series, we commend you. We really appreciate it. And yeah, I believe that's it from me, Martin. I want to combine these things. Mitsubata. And me, Hugh, but I digress, Apsha?
1: Oh, can we get Leo to do a bark?
0: Does it it get triggered by words like, uh, like squirrel or anything?
1: Yeah, yeah, we can try. Put him on the floor. Hugo, come here, closer to this mic. Hugo, Hugo, something out there. Speak. Check it out, there's something there. Who's that? Who's that, Hugo? Who's that? He's quiet as a lamb.
0: I think it just wants to go to the garden and look at things now. All right. good whiskers. Have you seen these whiskers?
1: Wow, they are quite long, eh?